welcome to the New Christian Life Church's live stream where the pastors are Pastors Richard and Emma Butler. And we are so glad that you are joining us today. No matter what it may look like, we believe and know that God is in control. He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble, Psalms 46 and 1. And with the help of modern technology, we can gather virtually to praise, worship, and minister God's Word. If this is your first time tuning in, we would like to give you a special welcome. You could have picked any church's live stream, but you chose ours, and we thank you for that. Our mission is to go to the highways and hedges to share God's word throughout the world, whether it be in person, at our church, or virtually on your phone, tablet, computer, or smart TV. Make sure to like and follow us on social media at Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, and Instagram. And share this with your family and friends. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you. God bless you. On behalf of um, Pastors Richard and Emma Butler, we greet you in the name of Jesus and on behalf of New Christian Life Church. Let us pray first before we get into the word. Father, we thank you and bless you and we give your name praise, glory and honor. Father, I just thank you for your presence amongst us. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Father, I thank you for being so very good to us. Thank you for pouring out your grace. Thank you for pouring out your mercy upon us. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for bringing us out of darkness and translating us into your marvelous light. Father, we're just so very grateful that you kept us in the midst of battle, in the midst of storm, in the midst of every situation that we've been in, every perilous storm. Father, you've kept us, you've been good, and you have been faithful evermore. Father, I bless you and I honor you, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So I want to speak to you all from this topic today. Um, believe God. Two words. Believe God. Have a confident uh, expectation or confident reliance in God and in God alone. This is Acts chapter 27 verse 9 through 11 and then I'm going to read verses 18 to 25. This is Acts 25, 27 verse 9 through 11 and then 18 through 25. And it says this, Now when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them, and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage, voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the leading and the ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Jumping down to verse 18. And we being exceedingly tossed with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out our, with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, 
and no small tempest laid on us. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them, in the midst of the men, and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me, and not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, be of, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Paul said uh, this positive assertion, I believe God. I believe what exactly about God? I believe that it shall be even as it was told me. Beloved, there is a difference between believing in God or believing in the idea or the concept of God. And there's another thing to actually believe God. Some may even say that they believe in God or they believe that God exists and in the right setting of amongst the right people. Sometimes it's even a virtuous thing to say that I believe in God or I believe that there is a God. But it's another thing to really believe, place your hope, your confidence, your full trust, and your all in all in God himself. Amen. This is James 2 and 19. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead what exactly do you believe about god and here's the other part of the question is that even true what do you believe about god and is that true you know jesus was with his disciples and he asked them a question he said who do men say i am and they said sometimes some men said you're this you're elijah you're a prophet you're a teacher and then he said who do you say i am and beloved this is a a, a question that rings out all throughout eternity who do you say that I am? Beloved, who do you say that God is? I believe that he is the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one of God. I believe God. I believe that he is, and he's also a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, them that believe that he is, he exists, and his name is Jesus. You have to know, beloved, you got to know who you belong to and who you serve. Paul said, I belong to God and I serve God. Listen, I belong to God and I serve God. Not just anybody. I belong to God and I serve God. And because I belong to God and because I serve God, God in this hour will keep me. God in this hour will preserve my life. God in this hour will bring me from destruction and bring me into wholeness. God this day will heal my body because I know God, I serve God, and I belong to God in the name of Jesus. Listen, uh, as a believer, you just can't um, take the preacher's word for it. You just can't take somebody else's word for it. You got to know Christ as the Messiah for yourself. Who do men say I am, but who do you say Jesus is? Is Jesus a healer? Is Jesus 
your deliverer? Is Jesus your strong tower? Is Jesus your place of refuge? Is Jesus your provider? Is Jesus the one that will pull you out? Is Jesus the one that will satisfy you with long life? You got to know that, beloved, that I serve Jesus. I serve God. I belong to God and God will bring me out because I believe God. And I believe God because God sent his word. God sent his word. And because I heard his word and because I received his word, I believe his word. And because I believe his word, I believe it shall be even as it was told me. Even as Paul said, I'm going to believe God. And I'm going to take him at his word. Even as, as he said it and what he said, I'm going to believe those words. And I'm going to believe that it shall be even as I know it to be in the name of Jesus. Listen. Proverbs 23 and 23 says this, buy truth and sell it not. Buy truth and don't forsake it. Buy truth and don't bargain with it. Buy truth and don't sell it. The truth that you have, Jesus said that you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. The truth that you have, beloved, you bought it. You bought it what? Throughout experience in your life. You've read, you read the word of God. You got the scriptures in your hand. You open up the Bible and you found out who God was. You open up the scriptures and you found out what Jesus did. And then you stood in a place of faith and you bought that truth. That truth belongs to you. You bought it. So beloved, this day I'm telling you in 2021, you got to hold on to the truth of God's word. You got to hold on to who God says he is. You got to hold on to every promise of God and you cannot sell it. You can't bargain with it. You can't let it go. You can't turn from it, but you got to lean on the word of God, stand on the word of God and believe that it shall be even as it's written right here in this book in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. To believe God is to have faith in God, or just this, simply take God at his word. If God said it, then you can just simply take him at his word. Listen, you have no basis. I have no basis for faith for anything unless I can find it in the word of God. I have no basis. I have no foundation to stand on. I have no place unless the, unless the word of God says it or God has said it to me individually. And it's also in line with the word of God. And if you have a word from God, if you have the word word of God in your hand. If you got the word of God in your heart, then you got something to stand on. You got a firm foundation for your faith and you can be sure, you can be absolutely confident and sure that what God has said, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he will make good on every single promise. It doesn't matter what goes on around you. It doesn't matter what you heard of a testimony of another brother or another sister. It doesn't matter what happened with other people's lives. I'm telling you, beloved, you only got to Simply take the word of God and do this one thing. Believe God. Just believe God. This was uh, this is scenario, Acts 27. This was a, a it was a hopeless, this is a hopeless situation. Paul said it. He said, we, we, we lost all hope that we might be saved. Listen, the word saved there is it's not just like uh, how we tend to use the word saved, like is brother so-and-so saved or are they saved or are you saved? And we think about it as some kind of deep spiritual word and it just means, you know, I, I've received eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. It does mean that, but this word saved means more than just eternal life. It means more than just forgiveness of sins. Listen, the word, the Greek word for saved is sozo. It means to be rescued, to be delivered, to be, it means salvation. It, it, it means to, to keep from danger. And, and, and this is a natural circumstance where they're in the midst of a 
storm. The scripture says they didn't see the sun or the stars or anything for days. This was a serious storm that they were in and there was no hope. But Paul said that we will be saved. And here's why we're going to be saved because God said so. An angel of the Lord stood by me saying, fear not. So, uh, so uh, brethren, be of good cheer. If God said it in his word, if God proclaimed it in his word, then you can be of good cheer. You can be fully persuaded and really confident that what God has said, he'll do it. And what he's spoken, he will make good on it. Beloved, you don't have to make good on it. You don't have to try to make the word of God come to pass. You don't have to try to heal yourself. You don't have to try to lay hands on other people and, and, and heal them. You don't have to try to cast out the devil. You can do it because God said so and it's written in the word of God. And if God said it, then he'll do it. If God promised it, he will make good on his promises. He's not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should ever change his mind and repent. There is no shadow of turning in God. There is no variableness in him. There is no changing in him. Not even a shadow of changing in him. If he was a healer, then today he's a healer and tomorrow he'll be a healer. If he delivered yesterday, he'll deliver today and he'll deliver tomorrow. If he's a rescuer, if he pulled you out yesterday, he'll pull you out today. And you can have this confident expectation that in any, any situation, any storm that rises up in your life, any pit that you fall into, that God will pull you out just the way he pulled you out before. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God is a deliverer. God is a savior. God is a healer. God is a restorer. God is a redeemer. And I'm saying that because it said it right here. Because I found it in the book. Because I found it in the word of God. I'm not going off of my experience. I, yeah, God has delivered me. Yeah, God has saved me. Yeah, God has healed me. I've seen these manifestations of God's promises and God's word in my life. I've seen it, but I, but I don't believe it because I've seen it. I believe it because it's written right here. I believe it because God said it. And whatever God said, you can take it to the bank, so to speak. If God said it, you can stand on it. If God promised it, it's going to come to pass. Listen, Paul made a positive assertion. He said, nobody on this ship will die. Why can Paul prophesy like that? Why can Paul make such a statement like that and be so sure? Because the word of the Lord came to him saying, you must go to Rome. You must fulfill your purpose. You must fulfill your assignment. And because you must fulfill it, I'm going to save you from this perilous situation. I'm going to take you out of this situation for the glory of my name in the name of Jesus hallelujah Paul had a made a positive assertion he knew that God would deliver he knew that God would save he knew that God would keep him God would empower him by his grace to run his race to finish his course and beloved if Paul could do it so can you if I can do it so can you listen there's no affliction there's no there's no trials that befall you that are not common unto man that are not common unto your brethren but everything that you're struggling with, everything that you're going through, everything that you're believing God for, I'm believing God, your brethren are believing God for, and beloved, I'm telling you, God is going to make good on his promise. If he said it, God's going to do it. In the name of Jesus, Paul said it because they believe God. And I'm saying it because I believe God. Because I believe this word. I believe the word of God. I believe his word is not changing. I believe that what he said will come to pass because he's God. God entered into a hopeless 
scenario that Paul was in and the men that were on that ship, God entered into that, to that situation. And when God enters into hopeless situations, hope arrives on the scene. And we know this because God sent Jesus. And when Jesus came into the earth, that God dwelt among us. And when we were without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. When we didn't have the might or the power to, to bring us into right standing with God, God sent his only begotten son. God intervened on man's behalf. God intervened and came in and did what man was not able to do. It's the very definition of God. It's what God does. It's who he is. He is in the business of doing the miraculous. That is who God is. Listen, if, if you could do it through your own might and your own wisdom, and your own power, then you don't need God. But when those situations become hopeless, when that situation becomes impossible, you need God to intervene in your life. You need Jehovah Jireh to show up in your life. You need the healer to show up in your life. In those situations that are hopeless, in those situations that are bleak and dim and dark, you need the light of the earth. You need the light of the world to show up on your behalf. And I'm telling you, his name is Jesus. When man was without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. When you were unable to bring yourself to God, God called you, God pulled you out of darkness and translated you into his marvelous light. And if God did that for you, then God will continue to keep you. He's able to keep them that are committed into his hand because he's God. Because he's God. Because he's God. This is, this is, this is Jesus speaking. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. I'm anointed for this reason. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Everywhere, every place, every scenario where Jesus is, that which is impossible becomes possible. Luke 1 and 37 says, for with God, nothing is impossible. With God, everything becomes possible. Beloved, the affliction in your body, the sickness that you're dealing with, the, 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 everything that's going on, the people that you're believing God for, your, your family, your loved ones that you're believing for their salvation, everything that you're saying that you're believing God for, when you bring God in the, in the mix, when you allow God to come in the Scenario. When you invite him in to do which that which is impossible, then you will see the miraculous. Then you will see the glory of God. But beloved, you got to believe God. You got to take God at his word. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll make it good. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, we know we have the desires of our heart. Beloved, what do you desire this day? Do you desire to be free? Do you desire to, to not be captive in your mind? Do you desire to be delivered? from demonic torment? Do you desire to be healed in your body? Do you desire to have to not be walking around in lack and poverty? God can meet your need. Hallelujah. Listen, people talk about the prosperity gospel, and I'm, I'm not for the prosperity gospel as in God will make you rich, but where else would you preach prosperity except for in a place where there's lack? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Listen, if I go into a hospital room and, and someone's sick on the bed, I mean, I don't know what else to pray besides God heal. 
God come in the scene. God deliver. God save. God rescue. God pull this person up. Raise them up. God, I need you because this person's are on the deathbed. This is a hopeless situation. What else would you expect a believer to pray? But pray, but God intervene. God, we need a miracle. God, we need you in in this situation so that we can see the power of God. So this person can be raised up. So that person can be delivered. In the name of Jesus. We need God, y'all. We need, we need the power of God. We need Christ in our lives. We need to see the glory of God that those that are out there, those that are sick, those that are bound, those that are in darkness might believe, might know him in the power of his resurrection. In the name of Jesus, wherever God is, everything becomes possible. Listen, how, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power and went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. It's what God does. You know, I, I just I, I just don't know how um, you, you can pick up the book. I don't know how you can pick up these scriptures and how you can read the gospels of the Lord Jesus and all he began to do, how he was at a wedding and, and they, there was lack there and he turned water into wine and, and, and he found a man that was paralytic on, on his bed and he said, son, thy, thy sins be forgiven and he got up and walked. Uh, blind Bartimaeus cries out to him, have mercy upon him and he had mercy upon him. How he was teaching the multitude and they and they had nothing to eat and he broke uh, and he blessed uh, the fish and the loaves and he broke it and 5,000 men ate. I, I just don't know how you read all these stories and God is is, is, is showing you his character. God is showing you his nature. The, the, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God is found in the face of Jesus Christ. Uh, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. Who, whatever Jesus did, whatever Jesus said, that's the very nature and the very character of God the Father. And so uh, you look, you read, open this book and you read the miracles of God and I don't see how now in this dispensation of grace where we say we're under the grace of God, we're under open heaven where, where God is looking past our sins and God is being gracious, God's not rewarding us according to our sins and our iniquities, how now God, he, he doesn't, he's not in the miracle business anymore, God doesn't heal anymore, God doesn't restore anymore, God doesn't deliver, God doesn't cast out demons no more, God don't do what he's always been known to do, no beloved, I don't believe it, I can't believe that this is the testimony of Jesus Christ right here, how God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and that in that atonement, God brought all these other things, the promises of God, beloved the promises of God, beloved are yes in him yes in Christ Jesus, and you have to say amen. You have to say so be it. You have to say I believe it. I believe God that it shall be even as it's told me right here. I believe God that it shall be even as it's told me right here. You need a word in your mouth. You need the word of God in your heart. You need to buy some truth and don't sell it. Hold on to it. Lay hold to the profession of your faith. Do not waver. Do not stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, but be strong in faith all along the way, giving glory to God. Hopeless situations demand God's intervention. That's the very definition of a miracle. Do something happening that's inexplainable by, by man's wisdom, inexplainable by science, but God stepping in to man's issues and man's problems and man's trouble and God intervening and saving. God intervening and delivering. God intervening and making good on his promises. Miracles are not hard for God to do. Miracles become hard for men to believe and then to receive. 
Miracles become hard for men to believe and then to receive because we're surrounded by so many witnesses around us, so many things swirling around us, so many negative reports swirling around us. But you got to be just like Abraham. You got to be fully persuaded that what God promised, he is also able to do what God promised. He's also able and not just able, but God is willing. God wants to deliver you. God wants to save you. God wants to heal you. God wants to prosper you. God wants to be glorified in your life. God wants to reach the lost through you, beloved, in the name of Jesus. So, beloved, I, I, I really encourage you. I exhort you to believe God again. Begin to believe God again. Begin to, to hope again. Begin to dream again. Begin to, uh, to go back to those visions and dreams that God gave you, that passion and that desire that's on the inside of you. And get a word from God. Get into the scriptures. Get into prayer. You know, listen to teachings. Man. Do whatever you need to do. Get back to a place where you just do one thing. I'm just going to believe God. I'm just going to believe God in this situation. And when I believe God in this situation, then I can have good cheer. If you don't have peace, you don't have joy, and you're not of a good cheer, then you're not in a place of faith, beloved. But if you want to be in a place of faith, then you've got to open up the word, take the word of God, believe the word of God, and rest and trust God for the rest. God is God, and God's going to do what he does. You simply got to take God at his word and let God sort out the details. I mean, isn't that powerful? Isn't that great that God would be so gracious that all he wants to do is just be God in your life? God just wants to be God. He wants to be able to be God in your life, but he needs a people that will believe him and take him at his word in the name of Jesus. Listen, faith, we talked about it before, James. Faith without works is dead. What does a live faith look like? Abraham offered up Isaac. That's, that's faith that, that believes the promises of God, that, that in spite of what, what's happening right now, I just believe that the promise is coming through Isaac. Uh, David taking up stones and, and, and slaying Goliath. That's, that's faith in action, believing that because God delivered me from the bear and the lion, that God would also deliver me in this situation with this giant. That's, that's active faith. The woman with the issue of blood, how she pressed through the crowd and, and touched the hem of his garment. That's active faith. That's not dead faith. That's not faith that just sits around and says, well, God will do it whenever he's going to do it. No. Active faith causes you, it drives you, it compels you to a place where you're going to reach out for God. You're going to stretch forth for God. You're going to believe God. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what you're dealing with. The question today is, are you believing God for it? Are you really believing God for it? Or are you just settling? You know, if you can live with something, you will live with it. Man, I'm me. I'm determined. I'm not going to leave out of this place afflicted in my body. I'm not going to leave out of this place afflicted in my mind and my soul. I'm not going to leave this place tormented by the devil. I'm going to believe God for everything that's impossible in my life. Everything that seems impossible, every impossible scenario, every scenario that's too big for Sonny, everything that's too, too heavy for me to carry, I'm giving it to Jesus and I'm believing him for greater things. I'm believing him that it's going to be greater. It's going to get better. It's going to be better. Beloved, it's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to believe like be like this. I believe God. I believe God that it shall be even as it's told me 
right here in the word of God. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. If you're sick in your body, uh, Matthew 8, 17 says, by his stripes ye were healed. By his, himself bore your sicknesses and your infirmities. 2 Peter 2 and 24, by whose stripes ye were healed. If that spirit of Christ, that, that rape, if that spirit dwell in you, that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then he shall also quicken your mortal body. This is the word of God. This is the promises of God in Christ Jesus. If God sent Jesus into the earth and to Calvary to die not only for your sins but also your justification shall he not with him give us all things freely and I just I just cannot accept this notion that that God sent Jesus and we received uh, eternal life and beloved that is the most important thing your, your eternity is the most important thing but then that God would just send Jesus and just save you and leave you in that terrible condition or leave you undelivered or leave you tormented by the devil it didn't matter where Jesus went wherever he met a person in need Jesus met the need in this life, he met the need. He met the need This in this life. It would, it would be an absolutely absurd assertion or assertion that, that, that God would show up on the scene and just say your sins are forgiven and leave you paralyzed on your bed or leave you sick in your body or leave you uh, tormented by the devil. Salvation is more than just forgiveness of sins. Salvation is complete and total shalom, complete and total restoration, complete and total return to the original state of purity, devoid of sickness, devoid of disease, devoid of lack, devoid of fear, devoid of torment. That's salvation. I want you to consider this two words, believe God. There, there's a there's a, a scripture. This is Romans 14, 23. Whatever is not a faith is sin. You know, if you would re, if you would view unbelief as sin, you wouldn't tolerate it in your life so much. You know, like we don't tolerate adultery, all the the, the typical sins, all the famous, all the sins that everybody knows, the sins of commission, murder, theft, lying, all these things that we're we're so bound up about. What about unbelief? What about that which you're not believing God for? What about that which God has, has admonished you and exhorted you and encouraged you to believe him for and you've let it fall away? You, you said, no, I just, it didn't happen. It, it, maybe it's just not the will of God for me. Maybe I just, I, this is the way I'm going to live. This is the way I'm going to leave out of this place. Now, what about that situation? What if you viewed that, that unbelief as sin? Because it is sin. That's what the scripture says. Whatever is not a faith is sin. Unbelief is sin. And if you viewed it that way, you wouldn't tolerate it the same way that you don't tolerate any other sin in your life. I don't, I, if, if there's anything that rises up in me that, 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 that causes me to stagger or waver, man, I get to this place where like I'm resisting that fervently and I'm trying to find something in the word of God. I'm trying to find the, the, the word that I can stand on to. I can believe God for my deliverance in the name of Jesus. Don't believe, don't be like, the ones that died in the wilderness because they didn't, they didn't take the word of God and mix it with faith and they didn't enter into the promises of God but they died in the wilderness don't be like that you don't, it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be that way you can believe God you can begin to hope again if the thought of believing God for that impossible thing is terrifying to you 
then you got to get the word of God in abundance in your heart. Because, beloved, when you have the word of God and you receive the word of God with gladness, like Mark 4 and 20 says, you receive it on good ground, it's going to produce a harvest. If you receive the word of God and you receive it in your heart on good ground, it's going to bring forth 30, 60, and 100. I've seen scenarios, I've seen, I have situations in my life right now that I'm believing God for, where some I haven't seen any fruit yet. Some I've seen 30. Some I've seen 60. I'm believing for a 100-fold manifestation of the power of God in my life and every impossible situation. I need God's miracle power in my life. I need God's resurrection power in my life. I don't know about you, but I, I can only speak for me. I need the power of God in my life and I need the word of God to come up in my life. Why do I need it? Because I want God to be glorified in my life and I want God to be glorified in this situation. So beloved, whatever it is that you're believing God for, whatever it is that you used to believe God for, you're not believing God for, you know what that is. Whatever it is right now that you're standing in a place of unbelief about whatever disappointment, whatever failure, whatever shortcoming that you had where you just let it go, you just, every now you're just living with it. I'm telling you, you don't have to live with it. I'm telling you, you don't have to stay in that place. I'm telling you, you can be of a good cheer and you can find it where it's written in this book. You can find it where it's written in the scriptures and you can stand in a place of faith and stand in a place of faith and believe God and you will see the power of God and you will see the glory of God in your life in the name of Jesus prove all things hold fast to that which is good whatever is good is from God every good and perfect thing comes from above hold fast to your faith hold fast to, to the profession of your faith hold fast to the truth that you have bought and never bargain with it never sell it Listen, I'm not I'm not proclaiming some kind of false hope this is not a false hope in God because God's word is truth and whatever God said he will do so there is no false hope it's not a blind faith as a matter of fact faith in God belief in God is not blind it sees Faith in God sees. Faith in God sees what God has said in the name of Jesus. Numbers 6 and 24 says this, The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Do you believe that? That God will be gracious to you. That God will give you peace. That God will lift up his countenance. God would favor you in that situation. That God would favor you so that you will be healed, that God would favor you, that you will be delivered, that God would favor you, that you might be restored, that God would favor you, that you might be brought into a wealthy and a large and a green passion and a large place, that God would do that, not because of anything you've done, but just because God's just that good. And because it's written in his word and it's just who he is, God wants to be God in your life. Amen. Brethren, let's believe God together. Father, I bless you. And I honor you and I just give your name praise. Father, I thank you for how you've been so good to us. I thank you that it's our testimony that we believe God and it shall be even as it was told us. And so we'll take your word, Father. We'll stand on it, O oh God, and we'll believe you all the way to the end because you're faithful you will never allow your faithfulness to fail us nor take your loving kindness away from us oh god but lord you've been good you will be good and you will continually be good oh god thank you for giving us the ability to even trust you and have faith in you because you sent your word and you healed us father i thank you and i bless you and it's in jesus name amen god bless you